everyone, I'm Liz Lovegood and welcome back to Connected. This is part three of Christian Prophets, Revelation, and the Galactic Federation of Light, ushering in a new 5D world in the age of Aquarius. And as always, please like and subscribe so that YouTube knows to share this content with others. I appreciate your support and I hope you enjoy. Remember, the Galactic Federation of Light has called this the grand event culmination of 2020. So again, what is happening now is what we're getting information from these upper level beings as well as your evangelical prophets, where they're getting their information from visions of God, Jesus, and angels. And remember what I told all of you, when you start opening up spiritually, you have your own guides around you and you can communicate with these upper level beings, these angels, as well as the souls that are protecting you and your loved ones that are around you all the time. So I want to start with, um, so I want to start with where I got information in regards to the evangelical prophets. So I was just going along on my own spiritual path, just discovering things on my own and not really looking into evangelical prophets, knowing that there were so many out there predicting the same thing until it was put in my path to confirm something that I got from the Galactic Federation of Light as a confirmation. So the YouTube video that showed up was from Sid Roth's It's Supernatural, and that's a YouTube channel. And I'll put that down below in my suggested channels as well. So I had never heard of Sid Roth or, you know, and I almost turned it off, quite honestly, the episode that I saw, because at first it was like, wow, very animated evangelical prophets. And I'm, you know, I'm, I don't want to be against anybody because we all get our information in different ways. I've done some crazy things, and that's probably why I'm single. You should hear some of the stories from my ex-boyfriends, things that they heard me say in my sleep. So <laughs> I'm surprised they stayed with me as long as they did. So anyway, like I shouldn't knock anybody, but I was like, eh, you know, is this a really good show or whatever? So um, the prophets he had on the night that I watched just confirmed the stuff that I got from the Galactic Federation of Light. So I was very appreciative that I continued to watch and I was very impressed with their knowledge. Um, very impressed that they were getting the same information uh, from the angels and actually very glad that they were sharing it with Christian believers. And not just that, prior to that as well, I was introduced to Kim Clement. And if you haven't gotten the chance, you should watch some of his prophecy in regards to our President Trump. And that, again, was something that was sort of delivered delivered to me on, with divine timing. I was supposed to watch Kim Clement and understand certain things at a certain point. So Sid Roth, again, I had never heard of. But um, I still don't, I don't watch a lot of it. I haven't really, I've just been so busy. Everybody's busy. There's, time is flying right now. There's all kinds of things going on. But I did watch one episode that again, maybe I was just supposed to be directed to because this really spoke to my heart. And he had a guest on, his name was Chris Reed and he's an evangelical prophet. And Sid Roth had said like, he's an up and coming evangelical prophet. And when I was listening to him speak, it really 
rang true to me because what I'm going to tell you right now is something that you might not be ready for, but I will give you some information on this. And this is sort of what, again, all of the evangelical prophets, as well as the galactic members of the Galactic Federation of Light, have been channeling in different ways through different people and coming through with information. Like I said, even me, I've gotten information from them and not just about this one person, but about other people that I still haven't even seen come to play. But anyway, I'm just going to lay this out there. I'll go with Kim Clement. Kim Clement started prophesizing, as far as I know, I haven't done a lot of research, but what I saw with his, the, the compilations of some of his prophecies was about President Trump coming into power. And I think one of his earliest prophecies about this was around 2007. And that's pretty early to see some of this stuff, especially more timeline changing. So that's impressive. But again, basically what Kim Clement was trying to say was that God was telling him that he was going to use Trump as a trumpet. And it's funny because one of my friends that's very spiritual, she had said that she had seen Trump Pence and thought Trumpet. So basically that God had told Kim that Trump would come into the White House as basically a um, sort of believer, but that he would leave the White House with God in his heart, God filling his heart. And there's reasons for this on different levels. I'm saying this now, and it's kind of interesting because with what Chris Reed prophesied, I think I saw this episode of Sid Roth the same night I pointed to Matthew 13, 13, where Jesus was explaining the idea of parables and that certain people would be ready to hear things and see things on their own timeline when they're ready to do it, but also talking about the harvest. So I was really, I went to the Bible that night because I, when Trump first started running, I don't know that I noticed it as much in the beginning as a little bit later, but before his, before this past election, before he started, before coronavirus, I had started feeling this inside of like my heart chakra like I started feeling like this need to protect him now this is my own personal feeling about this and it has nothing to do with politics I don't I didn't know him at all in fact at the time I was staying away from the news because on your journey sometimes that's a good thing to do at the time I felt like I just I couldn't listen to the news because that's not where my soul wanted to go it needed to kind of like pull away because it didn't matter something else was in control so but I was feeling like this need to just love him and again stay with me open-minded here there's a lot of connection a lot of connection and to send light and love to him I don't know why, like I couldn't figure it out. Po politically removed, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I just felt this need to protect him with all of my heart and with my light and I couldn't figure it out um, really until just recently, honestly, like this year. So I didn't know where that was coming from because politically in my 3D world, I have a, you know, I have my own beliefs and quite honestly, I follow I know a lot of what the media doesn't share with the general public about his accomplishments. So I understand certain things about that that they've been hiding from the people because the powers that be know that Trump is a threat to them because he's been put in place by God so that he can use Trump to uncover 
all of the evils. Now, whether you like the man and his personality doesn't matter. God couldn't have a weakling as our president and have him try to take down huge groups of people. I mean, he could fill Guantanamo Bay with all of this. So he needed somebody that was strong, like a lion, strong-hearted, and that loved this country. And in Kim Clement's prophecies, he talked about New York City, this man that watched over New York City. And quite honestly, in Revelation, I believe that the Whore of Babylon is actually the Statue of Liberty. And there are other references as to why that is. Um, but the idea of having everyone come up inside of her and, you know, that whole thing. Well, I'll just let that go. There's a lot in here that might refer to Babylon being New York City. So I'll get back to that later. So in regards to Trump, his first term. So just like when you're looking at what would have happened with the Antichrist, but didn't happen. The first term of the Antichrist was going to be this masked event where we would see this person as a beautiful person, as like, a again, blinders on, you are not awake, the reptilians are in control of all of this. The powers that be, the dark powers that be, have controlled and kept us asleep. Then... When the Antichrist would rise to power, his let's say it'd be like the opposite of Trump. In term two, the Antichrist would then show his true colors and whoosh, darkness reigns worse than we thought. Um, but that never happened and it will not happen. What I find interesting in regards to Bible, the Bible and what I know about demonology is that the devil does things opposite of God to mock God, almost like a spit in the face. So the idea of bad things happening at 3 a.m. in the middle of the night equates to um, 3 p.m. when Jesus died on the cross or something to that extent. Like when the Catholic Church hunted down the Knights Templar to kill them on October 13, 1307. There's a strong chance that the original Easter was in April 13th, which would be six months later. So there's, there's a huge opposition. So again, duality. The devil does things opposite of God. So if the Antichrist were to reign, it'd be in a similar way, but with darkness. So how God is being acting in opposition to what would have happened with the Antichrist He's using Trump as his savior, as our savior, and ushering in this new age, this age of light, this age of love, this age of tearing down darkness and moving into a higher vibrational frequency. God needed a strong person to do this, a very strong person that could get kicked every single day, just like this president has. He's been beaten on every single day. I, I don't know if I could ever live through that myself. And I am a strong person. But God picks strong people for these jobs. Giving you another for instance. Um, if you watch my future video on basically like protection with demons and demonology, 
Ralph Sarchi, who was trained by the Warrens and worked with Bishop Robert McKenna as well with um, exorcism. Ralph was a police officer in New York City. And this he calls it the work, um, performing exorcisms and casting out demons, which is something that we are supposed to do in the end times in reference to Jesus. Ralph was drawn into the work because he saw so much evil, so much evil that he couldn't deny it as a police officer in New York City. It's actually really sad and hard to get through. But I do suggest his book, Deliver Us From Evil. It's it's really good. It's strong accounts of things that he saw and experienced on the job as also working with the church. So Ralph, I'm using as an example because not every priest, even for other reasons too, but not every person can stand against the devil. Not every person would choose to fight the devil. Not every person would invoke archangel michael or help to fight the demonic you need a strong person and i will say that ralph is a hard yeah um he has a facebook page and you'll see what i mean some of the stuff that he puts up there i'm like oh oh my oh my god did he just say that <laughs> but he is strong in his ways does it make us we are all human so whether you agree with somebody or not it doesn't matter whether you agree with ralph whether you agree with trump whether you agree with me it doesn't matter at the end of the day we are all human beings stuck in these 3d bodies until we're not and we are all affected by this duality of the 3D world and all have to fight light and dark on the outside as well as within ourselves. So you might not like certain aspects about somebody, but does it mean that God isn't using that person for a purpose or that was their chosen purpose? Like Trump was born knowing that this was his purpose um, and that he needed to be strong every single day. And actually, so today when I was going back through Matthew, because I wanted to reference something in regards to um, the Christmas star coming, the star of Bethlehem, I was also drawn to Matthew 10, but not all of Matthew 10. So I'm going to read you a section of this as well. And I still haven't even talked about Chris Reed's prophecy, so just hang in there. But when I was drawn to this today, uh, Jesus was talking, he sends out his disciples in Matthew and he's he's telling them he's giving them instructions but at one point he says be on your guard against men they will hand you over to local councils and flog you in their synagogues on my account you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the gentiles but when they arrest you do not worry about what they say or how they say it at that time, you'll be given what to say from the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to continue with this. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. How are Trump supporters being treated, whether you're a supporter or not? Think about this. Not how mainstream media wants to pretend like they're being treated. They aren't really the ones causing the problems and being attacked. It's Antifa. It's all of the people that are following the instructions and the control of the reptilians, the non-awake folk that are staying asleep and being controlled because they're not able to get out of it or don't choose to get out of it right now, unfortunately. And then they are mistreating 
the Trump followers and the, you know, and the Trump supporters. And not all Trump supporters are understanding any of this on a spiritual level. Some are, but not all of them, whether they're awake or not, they might not even understand their part in this. And it's not even just Trump supporters. If you're not a Trump supporter, it doesn't mean that you're not a part of this either. It's the idea of how he's being used and how this is coming through, again, through all kinds of prophets, including the channelers and the Galactic Federation of Light. Um, so getting back to what Jesus said, and actually on that note as well with how Trump supporters are being treated, it's not just Trump supporters. You have judges being threatened, their families being threatened, the lives of their children being threatened, and this is okay. You have witnesses coming forward on behalf of what's been going on in our country. I can't really talk about it too much because of our channel, because it's not just our media that's censoring, but it's our social media. But if you have all of these people being threatened, lives, their children's lives, somebody got put in a hospital who was a who was testified to some of the things that they saw and an account how is this okay in a society that it's okay to lie it's okay to cheat and then it's okay to threaten to to kill to murder to plot how is any of that 5d how have any, how is any of that religious spiritual i i don't know like none of that is good None of that is goodness. None of that is of the heart. None of that is what Jesus intended. However, what he says to his disciples here really spoke to me today when he said in Matthew 10, 34, do not suppose, this is Jesus saying, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. And that is again reiterated in Revelation. Now, it's not Jesus bringing in the darkness, but Jesus fighting against the darkness that has caused division in Revelation. So... I'm going to talk to you about this other man's prophecy. Then I'm going to get back to Jesus and Revelation. So Chris Reed, let me get back to Sid Roth's um, That's Supernatural or his show. It's Supernatural. So when Chris Reed came on, it was interesting because that very night was when I was questioning God's will, I guess. Or I was questioning what was happening if we were on the right path. Because God forbid, if if Trump weren't reelected for term two, as it's been prophesied, then we would have to go on a longer path, which is what those dark beings want us on, um, to this new earth. But apparently it's not happening, which is great. We're, we're manifesting this new earth right now. It already kind of, there's no turning back. But anyway, at the time that I was reading the Bible about it, because I was upset, I was, I shouldn't have doubted. But I was experiencing an element of doubt. So that was when I turned on, again, YouTube after I read the Bible. And again, I get first recommendation was Sid Roth's It's Supernatural. So I checked it out. And it was Chris Reed. And what, again, the heart connection I felt there with him was that when Sid was interviewing him, 
he was saying the same thing. Like he had gotten some prophecy from his angels and from God, I believe in August, but he hadn't heard from God. And this was right after the election or approaching, no, I think it was after the election. So he was experiencing what I was experiencing that very night when he recorded this video with Sid and or before he had was shown a second prophecy and i felt like oh my god i needed to hear this that somebody else that had been given visions and knew this to be true was experiencing this same fear which i shouldn't have you're not supposed to hold the fear you got to just trust and know that it's all divine and divine we are going in the right direction so chris said that he had talk to God in about his vision and I believe back in August this was his first vision before he started having doubts oh yeah yeah in August Chris had a so I remember now in August Chris had a vision where he saw the United States and there was one person on each state looking at him. And that kind of creeped me out because it was like some scary movie stuff where they're just staring at you. And that's something like demonic scary, but he's you know prophet. So I was listening. And one person on each state staring at him. And then he said all of a sudden they like turned in unison and stared at Pennsylvania. So that was part, I think, of his, I don't remember all of it. But that was part of his prophecy in August. So then he was experiencing this, like, everybody else has this extreme trust that Trump is supposed to have a second win or a second term so where he can really do the work that he's meant to do for God, which is what, again, Kim Clement had mentioned as well. He's, he's really going to come out of office really strong with God in his heart, and he's doing God's work. So I guess Chris was doubtful. So he stayed home one day and he ended up having another vision while well, his, I guess his wife took his kids out. And in the vision, it was almost like, and this is how spirit is with me all the time. And I'm sure the same thing with you if you're connected to the other side. They sometimes get angry because you do know the truth and you're doubting it. So in his vision, he saw what was like maybe God's feet on stairs descending but not coming all the way down. You only saw, I think, the feet. And basically, it almost sounded like God was admonishing him, but basically saying, like, I told you what was going to happen. So, again, like, there really shouldn't be any doubt. They they, they do this to me, too. But, again, they, they give you the confirmation that you need. So, at that point, God had told him to read the uh, he told him some other stuff in regards to George Washington and I would look that up if I were you as well George Washington had visions of all of this happening as like the third revolutionary war to some degree and that we we would win which we are we, we were winning and that Trump would be ushering in this new age so Chris had also been shown God had said remember what I told you about Pennsylvania and he said, read my letter to the churches in Revelation. Read my letter to the church of Philadelphia. And that's exactly what's happening in Philadelphia. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Not to mention, a lot of people don't know what's going on with the Constitution. So before I get to the letter with the church in Philadelphia, I thought initially because I've been learning about the Constitution from watching media 
that covers reality. Um, <laughs> so anyway, what I've learned about the, not to be a jerk, but um, what I've learned about the Constitution anyway and how this is this could play out, and this was interesting with his August vision, was that if it goes to the House of Representatives to be voted on because the election is contested, which is actually what's happening right now, it's just not being broadcasted by mainstream media, the ones that want to keep you in fear and keep you in control, being in charge, reptilians, darkness, evil. But a lot of people aren't awake to this, so they're just being fed information like programming and believing it. But with the Constitution, if it's a contested election, I believe it goes to the House. And then the House gets to pick one person per state, one representative, to submit a vote based on what had happened. So that's what I thought was super interesting. I'm like, wow, he had a vision in August of one person standing on each state looking at Pennsylvania. So that's exactly what would have happened in the Constitution if it goes to Congress to be the deciding factor. One person would cast a vote. And now, yes, the Democrats have the majority of the House, but when you break it down state by state, there are more Republicans that would win. Let's say there are two Republicans and one Democrat in one state. The Republican would probably, they would probably put forth somebody that would choose the Republican candidate. So I forgot how many there are, maybe like around 38 states. There are a good number of states that are Republican if that that actually happened that would vote Republican. And it doesn't even boil down to Democrat and Republican because evil is bipartisan and there is bad happening on both sides right now. But because Trump isn't a politician, he was put in place. And I knew this anyway going into this election because it was channeled through Cryon even though he's very careful about how he presents his information because he doesn't want to lose his audience. But he was put in power because he needs to uncover the evils on the planet. He is not a part of it. And if he is, it wouldn't even come out anyway until after God's done with him. So he is a savior to some degree. So when I read the letter to the church of Philadelphia... I'm going to read this to you. And again, this goes back to what God had told Chris Reed and the evangelical prophet on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural. Okay, so this first part of the letter to the Church of Philadelphia is very important because he says, To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. Now, the key of David, if you don't know, is in reference to King David, who is the king maker. So he holds the key, is the king maker. Now God is the king maker. But in reference to the key of David, if you don't know, this is really important in regards to the election. So in 1 Kings, at the very beginning, Adonijah sets himself up as king when King David had said that Solomon was going to be king, but King David was dying. So Adonijah had gotten everybody to believe that he was going to be the next king. And people praised him and people believed this. And Adonijah had 
he had performed sacrifices and everybody again i guess the media of their time everyone believed that adonijah was the next king so that does sound familiar to us today in regards to our election and in regards to that it is our media and social media that is working for these higher beings that are controlling them to feed us information that is false by omitting things so just like in first kings with the kingmaker king david adonijah was declaring himself king when he wasn't in fact king so at this point prophet nathan came with uh, bathsheba to just ask King David, like, did you change your mind and didn't tell us that Adonijah was going to be king? And King David was like, uh-uh, I'm the kingmaker and Solomon is going to be king. So I'm going to skip down. This is First Kings. And, you know, he calls in Zadok the priest and Nathan and, you know, they're going to go set Solomon up. So he says... There have Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anoint him king, in reference to Solomon, over Israel. Blow the trumpet and shout, Long live King Solomon. Then you are to go up with him, and he is to come and sit on my throne and reign in my place. I have appointed him ruler over Israel and Judea. So basically, David's the kingmaker. And that's what the reference is to the key of David. But in this case, God is the kingmaker. And that's what he's referring to when Jesus is saying what's right to the church of Philadelphia. So getting back to this, I'm going to start again. These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut. It can't be shut. It's true. It will happen. It is of God. And what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. So now he's speaking to Trump in this prophecy, but it is what God had told Chris. God had told Chris to look back at this as if it were today with President Trump. So it is really Jesus speaking for God saying, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars. Jews as in the chosen. So they're claiming that they are chosen. I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. God has loved Trump. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth. And that's revelation is it's really like the split between the two worlds, the third dimensional and the fifth dimensional world. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. So it's God telling Trump not to let go of his crown. No one can take it from you. Him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Now the overcomer, I think there's some wordplay here. Overcome and Trump mean similar things. So they're synonyms. 
So I believe that there's a lot of reference to Trump being the overcomer here and that he will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. And this is Jesus speaking for God. So Jesus is saying, I will make you a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God in the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is that kingdom of heaven, which is coming, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on him my new name. He'll be writing Jesus's new name. There's a purpose for this. He who has an ear, let him hear. Remember, wake up. What the Spirit says to the churches. In addition to Chris Reed's prophecy about the letter to Philadelphia and the key of David, I also wanted to note that Kim Clement, too, had seen this. In one of Kim Clement's prophecies, Recorded on May 17, 2014, Kim had shared with his audience, Look to the fall, because the earth will be parched in some areas, and rain will come, signifying an opening of a door that has not yet been opened, signifying the opening of a door that has been locked for such a time as this. I've been taken into the fall of this year. Leaves falling, the winds of change have come. The changing of the guard is apparent. An economic makeover and hands who have dug into the coffers and into the treasure chests of deception. Their hands taken out so that my people who conduct their affairs with justice will be blessed. I have not looked away from those who have given and sown, but look to the fall. Do you realize that things are happening that you know not of because they are hidden from you, says the Lord, but look to the fall. Summer reaches to spring and to fall. I will be the mediator, says summer. I will uncover. I will defend. My sun will shine, but yet beneath the earth, yet beneath the earth, there is a rage. Eruptions, Summer says. Why choose they me? Why do the tornadoes, the hurricanes, choose me? I am Summer. I bring smiles. I bring sunshine. I bring warmth. Yet there is a tumultuous rendering that is coming. I stand to protect spring, but fall, you are rebelling. Or is it that possibly the Spirit of God will cause many to fall in the fall? Then there is the earth that wishes to tremble. Shake, for the nations of the earth stand waiting. He is quiet. He shall not return. This God is too quiet, but my mercy endures forever. However, there is an uncovering of great evil, and I will start from the top. I have shaken the Democrats and will shake the Republicans even more. But remember, when these tremors and when these tumultuous moments happen, Summer says, I will take it so that the fall can do its work in America. The auto industry of this nation shall rise and they shall disappoint the expectations of the East. And they shall say, 
What did they have? Why does America still prosper? Princes of darkness and demonic powers are raging for these two extremely wicked terror organizations to be pierced with the sword of the Lord. Summer, take it. For thus says the Lord, I will prosper my people. And during the fall, there shall be many that shall fall, and many that shall rise from the dust. The earth is standing prepared. I shall take it for the summer shall bring forth much in the temperatures. Strange July, strange July, hypnotic November, and oh Christmas, where winter shall say, and me, I will make them happy. For God says I have chosen each season to manifest something. My will shall be done, and it shall come to pass that I shall bring sign after sign, and in the fall that which comes down is that which was able to be shaken, and I will build and release the resources, and in the fall will show you whom I have chosen to pray for and guide this nation. You shall rejoice for it is my man, it is my chosen David, says the Lord. In this case, Kim Clement prophesizing was referring to the key of David opening a door that no one can shut. Remember, King David was the kingmaker, as well as God is the kingmaker. And in this prophecy, you can see that he foretold what was going to happen in the year of 2020 but how winter will make them happy. And in the winter, we will find who he has chosen to pray for and guide this nation, which again has been prophesied to being President Trump. What I also found interesting was that Kim Clement prophesizing called out the princes of darkness and demonic powers that are raging for these two extremely wicked terror organizations to be pierced with the sword of the Lord. So again, the darkness will be uncovered and dealt with. It will be dismantled. So there will be no fear in this new world and heaven to come. So in regards to that, Trump is being used by God, especially in a second term, to bring to light all of the evils. Remember, this is what was prophesied by the Mayans as well that all the evils wouldn't be able to hide anymore. They would be exposed. So God needed somebody strong like Trump that had the courage in the heart of a lion to be able to take down the evils that have ruled on this planet for as long as we've known, pretty much. So whatever you call them, the reptilians, the demonic, the devils, the Illuminati, those in power secretly, the Masons, the Cabal, whatever you want to call those ruling powers that have ruled over us and kept us down in fear as slaves in the dark without the knowledge that we need to know to ascend and to move on. They've been playing in this world for the longest time and controlling all of us and feeding off from us. And we are now 
with enough light moving forward and ascending and separating from them. So they are going crazy at this point because they know they're losing. So they're trying to get as many of us as possible on their way down. Okay, so basically, just like with what happened with King David being the kingmaker and someone falsely claiming themselves as king, everyone believed this. And why? Because he was able to convince them that he was king, not Solomon. So getting back to the key of David and the kingmaker in, re in regards to what's happening right now, Adonijah was able to convince everybody. Okay, so something that you might not have heard of because the big media companies don't cover it, the good things that our president does, because they just take what suits their purpose and they take him out of context. The reality of the situation is he had everyone voting for him for different reasons, but he's done so much good in his presidency and his first term when he was under attack from before he was elected until this past election and presently it's too much to cover but something that many people haven't heard of because mainstream media wasn't covering it was that he was nominated four times for the Nobel Peace Prize Award you can see how he's been painted in such a dark light by the media yet at the same time he's been nominated four times for the Nobel Peace Prize Award so if you haven't heard, I'm just going to bring up the reasons why briefly, just so you have a general idea of some of the stuff you're missing because mainstream media has chosen to cut it out. I wanted to bring up the Abraham Accords, and this is really important because it all connects with prophecy, Bible prophecy, as well as what we're getting from the Galactic Federation of Light and Trump's purpose and ushering in this new age of Aquarius and helping us as light workers and light beings to shed light on the darkness and uncover all of these evils. So, the Abraham Accords, he received a Nobel Peace Prize nomination for this one. And this was, in my opinion, one of the biggest. So, it was for treaty of peace and diplomatic relations and full normalization between United Arab Emirates and the State of Israel, which all presidents had promised. And no one could deliver, except for our current president, President Trump. Trump, on behalf of the United States, had recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and moved the U.S. Embassy there. So some of what wasn't shown to you during the election process is how Trump has been perceived around the world. The following video, Israelis Rally for U.S. President Trump, is from WION World News. Supporters of U.S. President Donald Trump staged a pro-Trump rally in Jerusalem. A convoy of cars decorated with American flags and pro-Trump banners drove from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, holding a rally outside the U.S. Embassy in support of the American president ahead of next week's election. Both Republicans and Democrats have been campaigning in Israel for the past several weeks, targeting American Israelis who live abroad. What, what you see here today 
is one of the most amazing expressions of popular support for President Trump and, and, and Vice President Michael Pence and the whole Republican Party. They love Israel. We love them. We love America. Israel is in focus because many dual nationality American Israelis are registered in swing states such as Florida and Pennsylvania, which could be the deciders in the election next week. The party's estimates of the number of eligible dual citizen residents in Israel range between 100,000 to 300,000. Today, I'm here because we believe that Donald Trump is a hero. Check it out. Donald Trump is a hero not only because of what's going on with Bahrain and Israel peace, Sudan and Israel peace, United Arab Emirates and Israel finding peace. I don't know what the deal of the century will bring, but I do know, I do know that this is a time where we have to stand together as friends and as allies. Now, this show of support by Israelis comes uh, af days after the United States and Donald Trump administration brokered peace deals between Israel and several Arab nations, including United Arab Emirates, Bahrain and Sudan. Recently, U.S. President Donald Trump also announced that there are up to 10 countries that he expects to soon normalize relations with Israel, but that development may come after next week's presidential election. Now, the event came just days ahead of November 3rd presidential vote in U.S., where Trump is to face off with Democratic nominee Joe Biden. So I'll get into this a little bit more, but doing this, he's really brought a level of peace to the Middle East, something that he was able to do without war, but because of who he is. And also... You know, obviously, we can't grant a human being everything. Again, divine, divine information, divine intervention. Even with what Jesus said to his disciples, that the Holy Spirit will speak through you in times of need. So Trump is being guided divinely to do these things, to help humanity and to help us ascend. Trump was nominated a second time by Magnus Jacobson, a member of the Swedish parliament who announced that he was nominating the Trump administration along with Serbia and Kosovo for their joint work for peace and economic development through the cooperation agreement signed in the White House. He, he also got a nomination from Australia where Australian law professors had explained their nomination saying that President Trump has brought a refreshingly new approach to the quest for peace. So if he's such a terrible person, why does he keep getting these peace nominations? They also said both in his campaign and in his office, he has denounced the pursuit of what he terms unwinnable wars. If you haven't heard, he's been pulling troops out of all of these places that we've been in war with forever, and he's been establishing peace are working on it and they said accordingly he is withdrawing american forces from across the world and then he was nominated for a fourth time by laura hudasari a finnish member of the european parliament who praised the president's endeavors to end the era of endless wars she also said to construct peace by encouraging conflicting parties for dialogue and negotiations to get people to come to the negotiation table and to solve 
their differences in other ways to bring peace instead of through the sword or through fighting physically. There are other ways that you can bring peace. And she also said as well as underpin internal cohesion and stability of his own country. Now, this is the first time that I can remember or that I can even think of where a president has put America first at the same time making us great, the whole MAGA slogan there, make, make America great again. He's bringing jobs back to America. There's a lot that, again, just hasn't been reported. But he has propped us up in such a way that hasn't been done in forever by putting us first. But at the same time, in the same note, he's brought peace to the world. He is a great peacemaker. Let me get back to that in a minute. She also said, Laura Houdasari, the Finnish member of the European Parliament, the role of President Trump as a mediator of the Abraham Accords, which we first mentioned, which potentially marked the dawn of the new Middle East, was indispensable. It is hard to imagine a president of the United States from the last decades or a current head of state who would deserve more the committee's recognition in 2021 than President Trump for his efforts to build peace in the world. Now, what I found beautiful during this whole campaign process was looking at this campaign, all eyes are on us around the world, but looking at this campaign through the lens of people in different countries. Beyond his Nobel Peace Prize nominations, I also wanted to quickly mention that, that he helped to revive the Quad Alliance where the U.S. has partnered with many countries surrounding China and around the world to provide foreign military aid against China to help with China's stronghold on the world and its expansion. So remember, China is like the creature from the upside down world in Stranger Things where you don't know that it's happening, but it's got its claws into every country, including the United States. It's bought out people. It has infiltrated our education systems. So all of these things with communism and socialism and where we are the only place in the world that is strong enough at this point and has our roots in freedom and in a love of God and a love of freedom in our country that we could stand up. We are the, we are the strongest right now their last hope, some might say the world's last hope, to beating communism and socialism and China. So what I found kind of beautiful was during this campaign, it's sad, but it's beautiful, but it's, it's amazing to see the perspective of this, of this campaign around the world especially with those that are awake and not just people that are awake, but people that have suffered from communism and socialism. So to see people in China praying for President Trump to win re-election because he is their last hope. He's not their president, but they know that he is the strongest force. He's the strongest person that can take down communist China or the CCP and bring it to its knees and to dismantle it. As well as there were caravans for President Trump in Israel 
with his name written in Hebrew on the back of cars. I almost started crying when I saw that. I, you know, the level of patriotism in our own country has shown through and we've all supported him for different reasons and in different ways, but really as a protector of our freedoms. And again, it's going to just not just the freedoms of Americans, but freedom being brought to the world. And remember, in his second term, he's really supposed to drive this all home in the name of God. So uncovering all the evils and really just ushering, again, ushering us up into this new time of peace and love. So getting back to the idea of him being a savior to some degree, like Jesus was the sacrificial lamb. What What's happening to Trump right now, you know, it's like he gets beat up all the time. He's going through all kinds of things. There are going to be assassination attempts. But thankfully, Trump has loyal evangelical prophets and people that have seen these things through visions of God from God and the angels that have warned him of dates and times and places. We're being asked by not just God, but through the Federation, but the light workers are being asked to, again, send our light and our love and our protection to this president. So... We're all in this together, trying to to help him follow through with God's plan. There's so much darkness and so many things that have been hidden from us that are extremely terrible and horrible that need to be just dismantled and taken apart and shown light on and just gone, evaporated. But it is through his strength and courage that and strong heart that we're allowed do this that we're able to do this otherwise without him it would have taken us a lot longer as light workers to get our agenda done in uncovering the darkness because the controlling powers that be god actually had to use somebody just just saying he had to use somebody because the powers that be would remain in control and what we're seeing right now with the battle that the president is going through is fighting something that if it were let to continue to happen, the evil powers that be would always be able to choose who's in power. So we don't want that. We want to have our freedom back and, you know, again, everything to just be good. So something else that I wanted to bring up is I I've been studying Revelation for a long time and I really got into this in my undergrad when I went to school for English. And I had to study world religions as a part of that and reading religious texts as literature to deconstruct literature or deconstruct the religious text as I would literature. So there is a lot of symbolism in the Bible. Remember, Jesus said he wrote in parables because he knew that only the people that were ready to understand this information would understand it when they were ready. And not just that, I know a lot of you don't want to hear this, but a lot of this has been altered. And, you know, God gave that warning at the end of Revelation that basically that you shouldn't change anything. I warn everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this book, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. But, you know, obviously the powers that be didn't, didn't care. 
they they chose to change certain things to keep themselves in control and again to keep us in fear to keep us as slaves to keep us controlled so reading this was a little bit difficult trying to figure things out especially when things hadn't happened yet you know when i was first really truly engaging with revelation i really just thought that the rider on the white horse was in reference to the white house so i think white horse white house or something you know it was just really in my face and i thought that that's that's really what it was referencing i though hadn't figured this out until recently this is revelation 1911 I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. And just like getting back to the Church of Philadelphia, at the very beginning, this is the letter to the church, these are the words of him who is holy and true. So there's a lot of connections between the rider on the white horse and this letter to Philadelphia. So again, which was prophesied by Chris Reed, who had said that, God had told him to look to the letter to the Church of Philadelphia in regards to what was happening with President Trump. With justice, he judges and makes war. So he's bringing justice to the world, and war is on many different levels. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. Why many crowns? Remember, he is the Savior. He's saving not just the United States and our freedom, but the world. He's helping he, through God. God is helping him be a way shower like light workers and to pave the way for this new heaven that's going to come very soon, apparently. So he has many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. Now remember in the letter to the church in Philadelphia, Jesus says, that I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on him my new name. Now, I think that Jesus was telling us something in regards to this. It's that Trump is being used in a similar way as a sacrificial lamb of God. God's using him to to really take down all these evil powers, but at the same time, he's suffering. He's going through all of these things because he has to, and he is the only person strong enough right now, apparently on the planet, that can do this. And it says, he is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on the white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Now remember, the Christ light or this white godly light, this high vibrational frequency light and light workers. We are all being asked, like I said, I was sent I felt like I had to give him my love and my strength and my light before I knew any of this. I just felt called to protect him and to love him. No idea why until now and we as light workers are using our light as our weapon our sword so we in essence are riding on our white horses our white energy our white light to protect this president so that he can accomplish his goals and to strike down the darkness with our white light so that it will dissipate and never return 
Okay, so then it goes a little bit further and it says, and it says, out of his mouth comes a sharp sword. Well, no crap, right? That's why a lot of people don't like him. Um, but anyway, uh, it's his words with which to strike down the nations. It's his power. It's his courage. It's his strength. And it's things that he's saying as a non-politician that is waking everybody up. That is waking everybody up. So it's, it is the power and things that he said and things that he does. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. So going back to striking down the nations with his sharp tongue, it says he will rule them with an iron scepter. So for God, he treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I'm going to skip down to this is Revelation 19:19, a little bit further down. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against the rider on the horse and his army. So the war is not just against Trump. The war is against his army. It's against us. So just know that. And the beast is the one waging war against him. And remember, this war began before he went into office. He's been constantly attacked. But now he's also being attacked by people all around the world on a greater scale because they've seen what he's done. They've seen what he's accomplished. They're well aware of prophecy. And these upper level evil entities, the reptilians, again, the demonic, whatever you want to call them, they know it's their end. They know, and they know that Trump is ushering this in. So the longer they can hold him back with their evil ways, the longer it will take for us to usher in this new age. But guess what, folks? It's over because this is all coming with this whole grand event happening at the end of 2020. So let's go on. And then it says, but the beast was captured. See, again, they lose. And with him, the false prophet who had performed the miraculous signs on his behalf. With these signs, he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. False prophet performed miraculous acts and signs. How about false narratives and how the media has been spewing lies and portraying this man in a terrible wrongful light and taking him out of context like you wouldn't believe so this is all a part of this grand scheme and this is all what will fall apart so what a lot of people don't know about that might come to play is if this happens and he's strong enough to do so Trump can take down everyone or the big groups that were a part of this plan to attack him falsely and accuse him falsely because they all colluded together. They were all together and in on this big plan against him. So just know that, that that could be coming as well.
So then it's then it, then we're going to get into something else with the end of Revelation here. So that was the rider on the white horse ushering in this new age. Now, I also wanted to mention that about a couple of weeks ago, I couldn't sleep. I kept getting like visions of Revelation in 2020, 2021. And, you know, I just it was something was telling me to look at Revelation 2020, 2021. So when I woke up the next day, I looked at Revelation and there isn't a Revelation 2020. But what I assumed I was getting information for was the end of Revelation 20. But I was getting it as 2020, like the year 2020. So to me, that's going to be the end of 2020. And that's what I was getting with the end of Revelation 20. So the end of Revelation 20 talks about the dead being judged. And it talks about the book of life. Another way of looking at the Book of Life is like the Akashic Records. And the Akashic Records hold all knowledge. You can figure out all of your past lives and everything that you had done, whether you had ascended already and attained enlightenment. Um, there are also other beliefs I'm not really going to get into too much, but let's focus on solely your Earth journeys. So really, it's just... Honestly, it's really just a representation of where you want to be. Because when you die and you cross over and you start learning about this stuff, you go to something called the Hall of Records, or there's something similar that happens to this idea of the Hall of Records, where you go through a life review. And remember, we had goals for ourselves, our spiritual selves before birth, that we were supposed to attain in this lifetime and to work out karma and yada 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 but when we did things that weren't right or when we made mistakes or did bad things in this life review process we are the ones punishing ourselves it is our guilt and our anger because guess what now we're going back to earth and we're learning more and more new lessons so really here this idea of judgment is really a self-judgment, which makes tons of sense. Because when we look at the separation between the 3D and the 5D worlds, remember, we go back to this idea of choice. And where Jesus says at the end of Revelation that when he talks about the people that are outside of heaven, this is Revelation 22:15. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. They're choosing the 3D world because they're not ready. They're, they're choosing to stay asleep, maybe because they need to learn more life lessons. There are any kinds of reasons. They're going to remain in this 3D planet. Um, so again, this self-judgment is a choice. So it's choosing which dimension you want to exist in. All right, so then we get to Revelation 21, which I think I was getting as 2021, which would make a lot of sense because the beginning of Revelation 21 would be what would happen after Christmas star or after the December solstice and all these crazy planetary events that are happening 
and what the Galactic Federation of Light is saying is going to happen, as well as now Revelation. So it says the New Jerusalem. So the letter to the churches and the Church of Philadelphia was talking about the New Jerusalem in heaven. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. That's the 3D earth. Bye-bye. <laughs> passed away with the 3D folk and the, the crazy evil reptilians and the bad beings and the demonic. Bye-bye. Um, bye, Felicia. I guess that's how you're supposed to say it. But anyway, <laughs> so the passing of the first earth. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. Remember, this is the end game. This is the purpose. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. We've heard this before, right? Um, there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. It's gone. It's gone. And right now, there's no turning back from that. Right now, it is your choice which world you want to be a part of. So we are choosing as creators ourselves as creators where we want to go next so use this it is your power and what they're talking about here there's a lot to do with no more death no more pain no more tears there we have so many abilities i'm not even going to get into it right now but there's so much that we are able to do out of the 3d world we are creators think about it this way when a spirit, let's say when a soul of a dead loved one comes to visit or somebody that you had known, they present themselves in one of two ways. Now, they might present themselves in the way that you would remember them. It might be at a certain age when you knew them. Or they might present themselves in a way that they liked the best. So maybe at an age that they felt most comfortable on in life in a way that they want to present themselves. But remember, we had many lives and just focusing on Earth, on this planet, we can transform our appearance in so many different ways. It's, it's just amazing. So we have the ability to heal, we have the ability to control our aging process, to age regress, and I know this from various reasons, but you get this information from the other side, whether it's the alien, our star sisters and beings that are here to help us. We have a greater understanding when we're connected to spirit as to what our capabilities are. And we have so much control that we've been prevented and not able to use in this 3D world, in this 3D body. But now that we are ascending, our bodies are ascending, we are naturally becoming a higher vibration so that we can exist in this plane and do these cool things and finally integrate with our higher selves. This whole shell of the human being, it will not 
deter us from getting to know our inner selves and our soul selves and our true abilities to be able to do different things and be who we're really meant to be, who we really are inside. But I'm going to get back to this because we're taking up too much time with that. That may be for a future episode. All of our abilities. Super Liz. Can't wait. Um, so it says, again, we're back to Revelation 21 at the beginning, which I was getting as 2021. He who was seated on the throne said, I'm making everything new. Again, new world, new earth. He said, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And honestly, it's because time doesn't truly exist in the way that we see it in a linear fashion in the 3D world. Um, but the beginning and the end. God. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit and there's a there's a different level of meaning here i feel he who overcomes will inherit all this and i will be his god and he will be my son now we are all divinely connected to god and remember when we talk about soul groups and collective consciousness there's so much connection beyond it's it's crazy it's even crazy to think with all this connection that we could actually participate in a separation. But we have to because this is where we're, we're going. And it's, it's actually not even a we have to because remember, it's a choice. But I myself would choose the fifth dimensional heavenly world that's coming. I mean, again, not just biblically, but the Galactic Federation of Light is saying that we're ascending to the highest of heavens. So that's what's happening right now. But getting back to the Church of Philadelphia, I still feel he who overcomes is President Trump. So because Jesus is saying that I will also write on him my new name. Now, I'm not saying that Trump is Jesus. That's not what I'm saying. I'm Jesus is helping in all of this, in this transition period that we're in, in the ascension. I'm saying that Trump is still being used by God in a similar way as Jesus was used to bring in a new age. Remember, 2,000 years ago, now we have the Aquarian age. Two more thousand years. But again, I'm not really sure what happens with time, but we can only go up from here. I mean, 5D, this is a whole new world. Back 2,000 years ago, wasn't moving from 2D to 3D. It was really just something different coming to the planet. So again, we have the overcomer. So there's different ways of inter interpreting these things and how you feel. Remember, read things and go with how you feel. What you feel today, how you feel today might change tomorrow. So it's all with what we're learning, what we're given at a certain time on our timeline, on our collective timeline, on our personal timelines, and what we're choosing for ourselves on the soul level. There's lots to do with this, all this together. So I also want to get to this part in Revelation where it talks about in the when it, Revelation 21, but this is 21, 22. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is its lamp. So this, this idea of the light not being the sun and not being the moon, but being of God. So the Galactic Federation of Light 
has said that this door of ascension isn't truly a long time at all. I said this is the Great Awakening. Remember the Grand Apex, it's coming soon and has said the ascension light of the central sun. Now, this central sun, how we're moving in the universe right now too, is the God creator, is the light of God. So it's it's really just this massive brightness, this white light like like the Christ light, this high vibrational frequency light of energy. So in this kingdom, we don't necessarily need any other kind of light, but we're going to be surrounded by so much of the Christ light, of our own white light, and our natural ability to see those things that we're illuminating the city ourselves. So we don't need artificial light or we wouldn't need the sun or the moon. So I'm not sure how literal that is, but it's also the idea that we are going to be with like-minded folk and that we will be just one with this Christ light and with this grand central sun, this light, this white light that will illuminate all. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. I really felt like I had to share this with all of you because all of you are getting similar information, not knowing that you're all just connected. We're all connected. The, the sooner we can figure this out, that your religion isn't better than my religion and you being connected to otherworldly beings that I don't believe in, whatever. We are all ascending if we choose to, and we're going to this 5D world. Now, in regards to separation, Dolores Cannon, the hypnotist that had done many studies with this, who had gotten her information through thousands of channelings through hypnotism. The way Dolores Cannon explained the separation between the 3D and the 5D world makes a lot of sense. What she had said was the other galactic beings were creating a new world anyway, because if we destroyed ourselves, we would have to start over. But they were creating a place for us to begin civilization again. Now, this new world is very similar, so similar to our world that it'll be very difficult to tell the difference. But what she said was it would make the split be a lot easier. She said that the other side, the Galactic Federation, has had to do similar things with us in the past where when something is about to occur that they're going to protect us from, sometimes they need to be, they need, their, they need their own time to do this without us noticing. So they put us into something like suspension animation. So because our sleep isn't always the same, I don't go to sleep the same time as somebody else and around the world. They can't do it in our sleep. They have to put us into some sort of suspended animation. And how Dolores explained this was going to happen was she said in suspended animation, that's when the split will occur and that the Federation and all of the good beings, the light beings, would be pulling the 3D folk off the planet and putting them onto this new planet they had already constructed that was meant for the 3D. Because remember, we had to ascend out of the 3D. And that's where they will play out the rest of their 3D lives until they ascend on their own. As well as we'll be on our five, this 5D planet in our existence 
we will remember them, but they might not remember us in the same way. It was kind of interesting because Dolores laughed about this a little and she said, them, they might think, oh, those, if they remembered us, oh, those poor people, they died because of what they believed. And I think she was just joking about that. But I, I honestly feel that they might not truly remember us the way that we remember them. But does it mean that we're going to be separated from them forever? No. They are going to go through the process on their own and achieve their own ascension at their own time. But right now they're choosing 3D and that's going to be their choice in their world. Hey everyone, I just wanted to let you know that during the editing process of this video, Dolores Cannon came to me and gave me an update about the Ascension process. So be sure to watch the upcoming episode for more details. Her message was very powerful and hopeful, so please check it out. We, however, are moving on. I'm hoping that it's something similar to what I learned about Atlantean times, where we might be able to in the 5d just like the galactic federation of light and our angels are able to visit us and communicate with us through telepathy to help us move along on our path at that point we may become beings that can communicate like let's say a cousin or something of yours or a friend of yours chooses to be on the 3d planet or somebody in a soul group that you knew you can then this is my, again I'm kind of just what I'm getting is that we'll be able to tr we'll be able to go there in spirit because we can travel in different ways in the fifth dimension there are all kinds of things even in astral travel and communicate with them through telepathy to help them along the way just like we've received help here so we can still serve as almost like guardian angels to them in their 3d experience while living out our 5D existences and moving up the dimensional scale the way that we're meant to and to live in a beautiful new world. So it's not over. It's, it's all good. There should be no fear, zero fear about any of this. Fear is non-existent, especially when you come at it from a soul level. Because again, our soul is making all of these choices for our conscious self on a soul level. So if you can trust in yourself, and if you really wanna work on some of this stuff and how to raise your vibrational frequency, I just put out videos, but there are tons of people out there putting out videos on how to simply raise your vibrational frequency. But I suggest you study some of these things and sit with it and see how it resonates with you. Because again, stuff comes to us when we're ready on our path. And what I know today, I might, might, again, might be different tomorrow. So by the time this video reaches you, information may have changed in the way that we're progressing right now so quickly. It's just unbelievable. So again, it's really difficult to make predictions at this time because we are just trajectory going quickly to this new 5D world of heaven and a different place to live with new experiences, which are all positive. So with that, I'm going to let you go. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. My email's on my page for Connected or leave some comments below. So I hope I was able to help a little bit with how all of this comes together, no matter what your belief system is. But just know that this star, this grand conjunction that we're going to see in the sky is a sign from God that we are going to be with him soon. 
and that's a good thing. <laughs> so with that, light and love. Liz Lovegood, thank you for watching. And please subscribe and like the video. Thank you. <laughs>